good evening, Impact City. It is good to be here today, First Wednesday. I'm glad you made time to worship with us today. Um, I'm going to be in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 3. There's just three uh, verses of Scripture. And then I'm, we're just going to jump right in. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 3. We're excited to um, announce that we will be having um, some monthly men's activities uh, that, and some monthly women's activities that are going to be coming up for men 18 plus and women 18 plus. Um, we're going to begin together once uh, once a month, and it's going to be an incredible opportunity for you to invite someone to just have for someone that may not come. Uh, on a Sunday morning with you or on a Wednesday evening whenever we do get together, but they will come for a moment of fellowship and just get to have some community together. Um, I'll touch on that once again at the very end because Desiree has a QR code for all the women. I have a QR code for all the men. You just come up, scan that, and then you'll be able to be, uh, you'll have access to the group me um, that will provide that information. So we're excited for that in these coming months. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1 through 3, out of the New Living Translation says, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? And why pay for food that does you no good. And look what he says, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. I know what you're thinking. I didn't choose this because I'm hungry. Um, but isn't this, this, isn't this an incredible portion of scripture? Um, ideally, we, we could end right there. I'm not going to. I have a few nuggets to share with you. But that is just incredible um, to know that we could be spending and investing in something that it does not provide us what we truly need. Um, and he says, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. The voice you believe will determine the future that you experience. The voice that you believe will determine the future that you experience. The people have gone astray. I'm just going to set in a few moments the context of what is taking place. They've gone astray. They've, they're, they're up and they're down. They, they, can't make, they can't make their mind up on who God is to them. Uh, one day they're worshiping him. One day they're worshiping idols. Uh, it's, just an, it's just they're hot and they're cold. They're yes and they're, they're no. They're, uh, they're all over the place. And they have gone astray. They, they really just can't get it together. And here the prophet comes in a time of exile, in a time of frustration, spiritually, emotionally, and I'm sure physically with all that they have been going through. And there is a lot at stake in this present moment, and God makes them an invitation through the prophet Isaiah, and he says, come and listen. Listen, don't take this for granted. Don't, don't take this lightly, but listen. And what I want to share with you 
this evening for just a few little moments is the need and the importance for you and I as believers to be able to know his word, to know his voice that has been established forever, and to be able to overpower the lies of the enemy, especially in the world that we live in today, with the voice of God. Because the truth is that we shouldn't agree with anything, and we should never come into agreement with the things that God has never intended for us to come into agreement with. Amen? We should be aligned, our lives should be aligned, and we should be obedient to his voice, to his voice and to his word that has already been established. So this evening, I'm going to give you seven nuggets, okay? It's not points. I'm not going to take forever, I promise you. It's just seven nuggets. If you take notes, the first one is call, response. Call, dash, response. What does that mean? Because we all tend to think of things that we really don't want to think about. I'll go a little bit further. We all tend to think of things that we really don't want to share with those that are around us for the fear of how they will judge us, for the fear of the way they will look at us. Those thoughts come, but it is, as Paul said, we have to bring every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So, the call and the response. Let's look at an example. In the beginning of the Bible, God spoke. He spoke his word. He spoke everything into existence. So God said the call, and there was the response. God said the call, and there was the response. The same pattern can be created in our lives. The same pattern can exist in our lives. The same pattern can come up and resurface in our lives when we speak ill words and when we speak negative words and when we are able to fill ourselves up with something that is not aligned with God's word. When we tend to think of, uh, of, of the things that we have been through or the things that we have done and they begin to replay in our minds and then we begin to label ourselves as, as what we, how we see ourselves and not how God sees ourselves. I love the story. I'm going to go there. When the, the 12 spies went out to survey the land. Remember, at the, at the, the end story is that God had already told them, this land is yours. So it was not so much that they had to fight for it. They just had to be obedient and, and to be able to know and take God at his word. And can I say that we need to be a people that take God at his word? What has he said? It's not so much that Joshua and Caleb are better than the ten others, but they come back. The ten come back and they say, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. The enemy never spoke to them, never uh, put those words in their mind and in their heart. But when they surveyed the situation, they themselves said, we're not qualified. We, we can't do it. There's no possible way. It is impossible. They spoke those words into themselves. But we have to be able to know what God has said and be able to agree with his word. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks. It doesn't matter how difficult it looks. It doesn't matter the challenge. It doesn't matter the problem. If God said it, God is a, not a man that he would lie, nor the son of man that he would repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. God has given us the ability to listen to the voice 
uh, his voice. And the question is, will we respond to it? Will we respond to it? And it is learning to hear his voice. That is the challenge that oftentimes we get caught up in, learning to hear his voice. But I will tell you that it is the most important thing that we do because we're going to hear a voice. We will hear a voice. And I want to submit to you this evening that we, it has to be his voice that we listen to because uh, there, there is so many voices that want to speak into you. So many voices that want to speak into me. It's been said that the average human thinks between, anywhere between 12,000 to 60,000 60, thoughts per day. And out of those thoughts, 80% of them are negative thoughts. And out of those thoughts, 95% of them are repetitive thoughts. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. I'll never be better. I'll never be able to overcome this. They are those thoughts. So if you think 60,000 thoughts per day, that means that 48,000 of those thoughts are negative. So that is not what God has intended for us to entertain in our minds. And we have to cancel that in Jesus' name and say, I will respond to his word. I will fill myself up with his word and I will listen to what he has to say. That's number one. Number two, enemy, enemy dash in me. Why is this important? Because the biggest struggle that we fight comes from within. It comes from within. There's things that God has already forgiven us of, but we haven't forgiven ourselves. And because we haven't forgiven ourselves, we are in a place where we cannot take the next step, where we cannot progress, and where we cannot advance because of the enemy in me that is just bringing me down. Can I tell you that when David and Saul were side by side, and when, when, they, when David comes into the city and they begin to say, David ha- has killed his, his thousands, I mean, Saul has killed his thousands, David has killed his tens of thousands. The, the, we understand through scripture that bitterness and jealousy came into Saul's Heart and, and, and long before he took his own life, uh, he took his own life spiritually because he let hurt and jealousy and resentment come into his life. The enemy in me is always going to come against me, but I have to put a stop to that in the name of Jesus. I have to understand that the battlefield is in my mind, but, but God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of, of sound mind, and I have to understand that the the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every thought and bringing it into the obedience of Christ. That's why Paul told the church in Romans, be transformed. If you want to change, if you want to do things different, he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. It has to start right here. The third thing, dialogue slash destiny. The voice that we choose to listen to has the ability to stop us from experiencing the destiny that God has intended for us. The book of Exodus and the children of Israel, case in point. The voice that you listen to can stop you from experiencing the destiny 
that God has intended for you. Let it not be said of us that we will never fully become who God intended us to be because we limited ourselves and we got stuck in our thinking and and then the philosophy that I have about myself and that I've believed the lies that have been spoken to me. We have to stop participating in the dialogue that is nothing but lies. We have to stop engaging in, those, in that dialogue that tells us. In Genesis chapter 3, what we see uh, when Adam and Eve, we know the story. It was a dialogue that rerouted the destiny for Adam and Eve, for this couple. It was a dialogue that they had with the enemy. They engaged in that. God didn't, ha- God didn't create all of that and, and say, one day you're going to fall. It was not that. It was not his purpose, but they chose what they listened to. And that choice that they made can still be the choice that we can make today to listen to that. The fourth thing, deception and distortion. Deception distortion. What does that mean? In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 3, when they're questioned, did God really say you couldn't eat from there? How many times are we questioned in our daily lives? Did God really say that? Did God really? It's in his word. Did God really say that the enemy will try to distort what you are hearing what you did, and try to convince you of someone that you are not. It is his desire for my life and for your life to deceive us and to distort us. Are we all right today? (laughs) The fifth thing, premise and promise. Premise and promise. Isaiah chapter 55, listen. He says, listen to me and you shall live. Remember in the book of Deuteronomy when he says, today I've laid before you life and death, blessings and curse. And what does God urge us to do? He says, choose life that you and that your children may live. Isaiah 55, once again, he says, listen to me and you shall live. In Genesis Chapter 3, eat of this tree, the premise, and then the promise follows, and you shall die. Listen to me, and you shall live. Eat of this tree, and you, you shall die. And in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus is led into the wilderness to be tempted, we, we understand that he comes at him in three different ways because our enemy doesn't give up quickly. And notice that those attacks are specific to his vulnerability. Those attacks are specific to what he is facing. The enemy will always tempt us where we are most vulnerable. Tell these stones to become bread. Come on, Jesus, you have the power to do that. Jesus was ready with the answer because we have to make our mind up. Amen. We have to make our mind up. The premise, if you are the son of God, the the enemy has the premise all wrong. And he tries to question Jesus' identity. And his tactics don't change because he questions. 
questions our identity, if you are really a Christian, if you really believe in God, if you really truly believe that with all your heart, we have to go from the premise to the promise. Amen. Amen. The sixth thing. What you consume, or should I say consume and consumed. So you just add a D at the end. So what you consume will consume you. What you put into yourself, what I put into myself, will ultimately become who I am. I have to be careful with my thoughts because we've heard it, our, our thoughts, because our thoughts become our actions. We have to become, be careful with our actions because our actions become our habits. We have to become, be careful with our habits because our habits become our character. And we have to be careful with our character because our character can become our destiny. But it all starts with our thoughts, what I am allowing inside of me. What am I consuming? If you believe the garbage, if you believe the lies, if we believe it, we will be consumed, right? And the final thing, detection and defense. Detection and defense. What does that mean? You have to detect what is driving your decisions today. So I want to provide these small practical steps that we can take in 2022 to be able to change the course of our lives. We have to detect up until now you can evaluate what you have been allowing to drive your decisions. What do you make your decisions based off of? If it is what's best for me or if it is what God has designed and intended for me. And the answer to that is you got to find it. You got to identify it because it's different for every single one of us in this place. You have to find if there's some garbage that we have been consuming, you have to replace it. Amen. I have to replace what I am reading, if that's what it is, with reading his word. I have to replace what I'm listening to with listening to, to worship music or, or to something that is able to sustain me, to feed me. Because as we walk through life, we'll constantly hear voices. And the truth is that the promises of God give us perspective. And they allow us to reshape our thoughts, to be able to look at them in a different way. Because the truth is that we can't determine the thoughts that come our way. And we don't get to decide that sometimes. But we can block what is being said. That means we put a stop to the thought. Plug into the promises of God. We have to get to a point where we block the negativism, block the lies. We have to block the discouragement, block all the negative. We have to get to a Philippians 4-8 moment where, where we think of anything that is honest, pure, noble, where we think of what is kind. I want to get to the point in my life. I want to get to that point in my life where I'm able to identify and where we're able to identify the enemy, where the enemy can tell us whatever he wants, but we 
know what God has said about us. What we, where we know, it doesn't matter what comes, what thoughts come. Nope, I cancel that thought because it is not aligning with what God has said about me. And I'm going to tell you there's one way we get it. We have to get in his word. And when I'm in his word, I'm able to identify. Nope, I know who I am. I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I am not a mistake. No, I am not. No, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. I have the goodness of God in my life. I have to get to a point where the enemy can whisper and say whatever he wants, but I know I'm confident in who I am. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. A point where our emotions can tell us whatever they want to tell us, but it doesn't dictate my future and it doesn't dictate my decisions. I don't make decisions based off of emotions. I make decisions based off of what God says to me and about me. Would you bow your head? Can I pray for you this evening? Father, we are grateful today. We're grateful today for who you are. We are grateful for your word that reminds us of who we are in you. God, right now we come against whatever voice is trying to discourage us, bring us down, question our identity, wanting to just put a a halt into who you have called us to be, into our destiny. God, right now I just thank you for your word that tells us who we are in you, that we are the apple of your eye that we are valuable in your eyes. God, we are grateful for the voice. Help us this year reshape some things in our lives that haven't always aligned with your word. Help us this year on this first Wednesday to be able to to take a different course in the way we've thought and in what thoughts we have allowed to be inside and the thoughts that we have entertained right now. God, help us just make some changes, some practical changes, daily changes that will be able to be encouraging, that we will be able to be a blessing to those around us. We need you in every moment. We need you, God, and I just thank you for being a God who knows everything, God. And and I say that because for everyone in here that is struggling today, for everyone that has a need, for everyone that has a burden that seems unbearable, God, I pray right now that you would just show yourself strong the way that only you can do. God, I pray right now that you would do just an incredible work in the life of everyone that has come with an expectation saying, God, I need you in this. I need you to show up. God, I pray that you would do what only you can do. I thank you in this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, we are so glad that...